0: Which is oh, I want to forgive you, and
1: I want to forget you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to D Girls, a fully developed pop culture podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Julia. I'm Delaney, and I'm Tina, and we need to talk about Bethany.
0: <laughs> um, I. We, we have a lot to talk about. We can't even really do and don't need to do a cameras up because every bit of reality TV news is covered under the blanket of Bethany Frankel right now. Yeah. From the podcast interview with Raquel to the reality TV reckoning as Bethany has coined it. All roads lead to Bethany, big mouth Bethany Frankel right now. So lots to talk about from whether she's chowing down on seafood in a hotel room to declaring <laughs> war on reality television industry like it's all bethany so I, I i guess we're gonna i guess we should start by talking about sort of i think we should start by saying welcome back since we've been gone oh yes for so long so too. True. i was so happy to I'm, be here i just i just I dove know. right in i, I just said
2: girls thanks I for know. um we had a little summer vacay and uh we all took some time off And we've missed so much in the meantime, which is why it feels Mm -hmm. like this episode will be a big recap of Mm -hmm. a lot of the pop culture news that's come out over the last few weeks. And all like like Tina said, seems to center around Miss Bethany. Um, But anyway, thanks for your patience. We're excited to be back. And um, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, we're refreshed and ready to ramble.
2: Ready to rumble. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. So Bethany's like basically since the writer strike and the actor strike has been waving the flag of like, "Hey, what about reality TV?" which on the surface you're like, "Yeah. Actually, yeah, Bethany, that's a good point. What about reality TV as a union? There should be protections in place for crew, cast, etc." It just seems that You know, she is a bit of a wild card, as we know, Bethany. Mm -hmm. She can be extremely smart, but she can also be extremely kind of spontaneous and off the cuff. So as much as, like, I want to be fully behind her and her message, there's been some fumbles along the way. But... Mm-hmm. T- uh, Tina you've looked into like her 10 points of like yeah. what does she stand for
0: yeah um, first of all I completely agree with you she's like not the hero we want um I also will say that the kind of funny thing to me about it is like she's totally right I definitely agree but it's also giving kind of like all lives matter energy in the midst of the <laughs> oh my Shrek. god. because <laughs> you're like wait 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 we're looking over here right now let them do that, and then yes, definitely we must unionize reality TV as well. It's just kind of a funny way of positioning it, but, like, get it, yes. Bethany.
1: I do think, so, listen, we love Roni, we love Bethany. I love <laughs> her. The way I just said Bethany, leave it in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love Bethany Frankel, okay? Um, however, however, from my having the pulse on TikTok and just like general consensus of Bravo viewers, of media consumers, Bethany is walking a fine line here. I think she's a beloved person in Bravo lore. I also think, dare I say, she might be getting a bit overexposed, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's an interesting thing to point out as Tina's saying, kind of like, is this the hero we want? Like, the message is great but the message is also the medium, and the medium is Bethany Frankel. And what does that mean for the message? Mm-hmm. You dig? Yeah, you <laughs> well exactly. Right. I mean, well she well feels
2: it. like, it, it also feels, she's she's one of the most successful housewives, like, financially, uh, off the show. Mm-hmm. She was able to build an empire, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like she thinks that that's her, like, badge of honor to then be like, well, I have to be the one fighting this fight. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's also just kind of like a... I have mixed emotions about her being, leading the charge in the same way that, like, people are like, I don't want to see Brad Pitt out on, like, the, the picket line because it's like, he doesn't need to be, you know, like, yeah. he's not the face of, like, of abuse uh, from the networks, right? Um, but at the same time, you need these big voices in order to get heard and get the message across. It's just... Unfortunately, that seems to be only Bethany. That's just, like, is there anyone else with her?
0: Like, I saw, like, Kristen Doty commented on one TikTok. Like, I think there's some buzz and agreement, but also, like, I think, you know, listen, Bethany's a businesswoman, like you just said, Delaney. Like, she really feels strongly about her ability. But what also concerns me about a character like her, if you will, is her ability and willingness to speak with authority on things she's not researched. Mm. and that is to me just a concerning personality trait for anyone we're like following into the fire even though of course when it comes to reality tv she absolutely has an understanding i'm just speaking to a general character trait about bethany that concerns me and leans me toward some narcissistic tendencies that freak me out a little about like Letting her be the whole voice here at all times. Um, thus, being like, please, people, chime in. Anyone else, <laughs> chime <laughs> on into the, the conversation. Totally. Um, so, this is all s- s- born of a couple of TikToks Bethany posted. She's loving TikTok. And she posted a TikTok about, first, I think, was residuals, about reality TV residuals, and how they get no residuals, which I. I'm embarrassed to admit I had never considered. Um, right. It had not crossed my mind. It, it is actually a boggling thing. I know. So she posted that in the midst of the writer's strike because one of the big points of the writer's strike is residuals, especially with streaming services. So that was super interesting. And then she posted two more kind of just, I think when she realized she kind of had caught fire with this, she then posted a reality TV reckoning um, post talking about 10 points she's going to propose. And she keeps reiterating I didn't take the starting a union for dummies class, but here's what I think sounds pretty good from what I know of reality TV. And -hmm. she proposes 10 terms, which I must have counted them wrong. I only got eight, but I think I made some bullets, like sub bullets rather than whole bullets. You'll get roughly the point. So the first one is that, Every reality star, I I assume she's mostly talking about Bravo type shows. I do think there's a different conversation to be had for competition shows that have new casts each season, different people competing, a top chef, Mm -hmm. things like that. Survivor, all of that needs to be discussed differently, especially because there's prizes at the end of those things. So assume we're talking docu-soaps here. We're talking Bravo type shows, ensemble shows when we're making these terms. So the first point was that these talents should make a minimum of 5k per episode. That feels pretty reasonable to me.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's p- definitely probably a step up from then, like, what first season cast members probably season, make right. now. They probably make, right. like, 2K an episode. Probably. So, usually,
0: yeah. once you're more veteran over the course of the seasons, you absolutely, and years earned, you make more and more. But yeah, first seasons are usually pretty low. And she, she says that her f- whole first season on Roni, which, listen, we have to position Roni where it was in reality TV at the time with this information in terms of like pretty early on, et cetera. She claims eight like different economy. She she claims for the season. She made like a total of 7,200 and something, $5. Yeah. Um, pretty slim pickings, not totally surprising to me, Mm -hmm. Um, because of the year it was now, I would be absolutely appalled. But at the time it was only the second iteration of housewives. Like it was still, you didn't even know what you could become out of the series yet. Like all of it was so early days. So Mm -hmm. we'll put that number on a shelf preposterous, but not the conversation we're actually having about first season cast now. Um, so that's term number one feels fair to me. Moving on, talent should receive 10, a 10% raise each season. But if the show is a huge success, that number is subject to negotiation and talent can walk away, like legally are allowed to walk away rather than being beholden to a contract.
2: Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely. Look, I I always say when you're negotiating, go high so that they can come back yeah, down they come a come lower. Because <laughs> it's you know typical in terms of like just thinking about salaries across other industries, it's like a three percent raise in corporate mm-hmm. America is standard per year, which I think is low. So I'm mm-hmm. all for coming in between. I mean, hey, wouldn't we all love a ten percent increase each year? So yeah, that I feels reasonable. That, the Sure.
0: Yeah, I think the ten percent feels fair i do think you get into harrier like subject to negotiation to me it's okay to to sign on to a term i think the i think the term of season should be not astronomical it shouldn't be seven seasons subject to network like approval and whatever um but 10 feels reasonable it's what you'd kind of get as a raise at minimum at a job at your average job 3% 3% is average, that's what I was saying. Oh, never mind. In corporate America. I've been, yeah. I've been paid, <sighs> perhaps fair, well. I don't know. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I, was I, like, I love what? it. Go high. No, good go for high. me, <laughs> I guess. Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Because also, that's it's...
0: just like inflation, right? 10% is, like inflation. Yeah. So yeah. that feels right to me.
1: And yeah, I think you're right. I think it, with any contract that you're signing on to, you just got to watch out for that term. Mm-hmm. Like, I think most entertainment industries they do try to get you into a long-term contract that you would have to buy yourself out of or yeah. violate in some way that's very standard in the music industry you essentially sell your whole life to the record label yeah so yeah making right. a standard process to maybe only sign on for a season at a time sure but yeah. like I also think because even
0: I, like you said, good point scripted people also get signed on for a certain number of seasons Absol- at the onset so i some of I, those netflix people mm, are held yeah. hostage yeah, yeah. literally <laughs>
2: riverdale hello yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so <laughs> um, right. i'm scared for that whole cast it's crazy it's right. crazy
1: at this point <laughs>
0: So a bit of an industry standard anyway to have a term. I also think the phrasing of like if the show's a huge success, that gets hairy because what everyone yeah. describes as a huge success that you can walk away like I don't know, that it get, the 10% to me feels reasonable, the rest gets a little fuzzy. But whatever. I also want to point out her big point in understanding like we know we're subpar, we're not the actors, we don't have a skill set, quote unquote, like the actors. Her point is Reality stars are putting their literal lives on TV, are are paying the price for whatever behaviors they do on camera at all times. The The price is higher for us in that the risk is bigger. Um, So yeah. she's trying to point out that there's more on the line for them. She's not necessarily asking for bigger, better than scripted, but her point is I know you all think we're subpar. We're not. This is actually really risky business.
1: I also... Yeah. Earlier today, I saw a TikTok of the, the new Bachelor, and I don't really watch The Bachelor, but... The I golden reflecting...
2: Bachelor?
0: I oh, no, Love new... him. Oh. I'm going to oh. be watching him. Oh, But okay. no,
1: just the new... The new guy. <laughs> the new guy. Joey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he w- had so much charisma. He was making direct eye contact with the camera, like, answering some questions. And I was honestly like, it's hard to find a straight man who can deliver charisma like this on camera. And this is just an average guy. All of which to say, people on reality TV do have a skill set. You cannot yeah. take mm-hmm. just anyone willing and put them on TV and have them be entertaining. So Absolutely. to that point, I mean, I agree with Bethany, and I think if you're a viewer, you don't you don't discount that. I'm sure, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe it's, you know, Popular or, I don't know. I think that's out of date. I think it's out of date to be like people look down on reality. I agree, and she kind Am of I? like
0: perpetuates that, and I'm like, all right, yeah. Buddy. um I still
1: think it, like the stigma is
2: true though. I, I do. I think, I think people see it that way. You're yes, right. Yes, right. I don't think that we do. I think like us in the know have like a, I do I a don't real know.
0: reverence for the yeah. the art. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. So the next point is she words this kind of funny, but I think I get what she means. Talent gets 10% of last negotiated talent fee for additional cycles. I think she means additional airing. Um, So this is getting 10% 10 of your fee for, yes, residuals. And then any additional entities airing the show, i.e. Peacock, pay an additional 10%. I don't know.
2: The math I don't might know. not math I for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. if someone's getting... So if someone's getting $10,000 per episode, then 10% of that is $1,000. So not only is Peacock paying $1,000, but also NBC... Bravo. Bravo yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bravo is paying $1,000. And then there's how many cast members? There's, like, 10 cast members. So now they're shelling out $10,000. I don't know. I just don't know how um, profitable re-airings truly Mm -hmm. are um in in the digital age as well but who knows i mean look if everyone went back and watched vanderpump rules once skandavall broke and i'm sure people saw zero money from that so
0: def they definitely saw zero money from that but even if they could even if they could just get residuals on the streaming on peacock because that's more productive for any of the i mean think i've been watching as you all know watching roni from the beginning and They don't see a penny of that. And that's mostly where this is going to be viewed. She also notes at some point the amount that's made on YouTube clips um, for them. Monetizing any of the clips on YouTube. So that Mm. comes up too. Um, I trust her research
2: more than my gut instinct. Her experience. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know the numbers that would make it right. I do agree that residuals should be given.
0: Yeah, She's also a shrewd businesswoman. So they, although Carol Radswell said, not maybe loud but not shrewd or something like that she's not that intelligent i forgot what she said but it was a funny comment it was all I, like i said she's she's smart business so she's probably coming in a little high perhaps mm-hmm. so shoot for the stars on shooting per emotional days talent gets per diem of a hundred dollars per day that feels reasonable Sure.
2: You know, I was just yeah. thinking when we were talking about like um, budgets and like and fees and, and like talking about talent and how they're they're giving over their whole lives. Like production is, I would assume, not paying location fee anytime they're in their own home. Right, and that's a lot of the time. Yes. A lot of the time when they're filming and, like, they're filming with their families, like, do the children get paid for being on camera? Like, doubtful, you know? So there's also, like, those little moments of, like, well, I guess, yeah, you can have $100 a day.
0: (laughs) Yes, and what we should point out, too, is this Reckoning's a a huge deal on a lot of levels. The reality is a lot of unscripted TV gets made because it is significantly cheaper and faster Mm -hmm. than scripted. This will change the cost of unscripted television, which yes. may mean we get less of it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing for there to be fair wages and treatment, but just as an understanding to everyone else, it will likely mean a lot less of it. Yes. Um, if if all of these, if this comes to fruition or or you know moves forward in any way, definitely. Um, and this is not to say that these points or what those will look like should it move forward. These are just what she's proposing,
2: and it'll affect like season length, right? No, no more of these. 20 episode Mm -hmm. seasons of, of summer house. It'll be it'll start looking like Netflix Mm -hmm. 10, you know, so that they can keep the cost down.
0: Uh, Let's see. We'll crank through these last bits. Um, Series talent. I don't know about this one. Series talent that has not been paid for shows that have been airing without compensation to receive 5,000 per season retroactively from each distributor. So let's say, for example, she's asking for each member of Roni to get five thousand for the last thirteen seasons that didn't that have that have aired or been watched that they weren't receiving residuals for. Wow! I don't see them shelling that out. I do not see that happening.
2: Start high, girl. We hope you know. Fingers crossed for y'all. Um, yes, exactly. That feels like a point that will die. Yeah. yeah. Also, again, just like thinking about all the shows that bravo would have like that's just i mean they'd so go bankrupt much having yeah. to pay
0: all of that it's exactly. just no shot think about like no b- like
2: below deck alone that's like it's <laughs>
0: different crew and cat like it's just yeah a ton of people no it's no way oh, man. no way but like we said reach for the stars um talent i don't i don't know actually where i fall on this one I'm curious to hear your thoughts talent is not required to give any proceeds of their business to a network or streamer Mm, and
2: this is so Bethany because she had to based up the Bravo time. clause when she started Skinny Girl. She she started it.
0: They are the yeah. deals. And I, I don't know. I struggle because I'm like, that business doesn't get off the ground without this show. It's but, part of your business. It's part of your business model.
1: For sure. However, I'm kind of thinking about Instagram influencers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they their businesses often do well or don't based off of their success on Instagram their success on Instagram is also based on what they're bringing to the platform so they but they wouldn't owe like Instagram part of their business mm-hmm. even though their business might mm-hmm. not exist without Instagram no, it's not a, a, a perfect good metaphor but it's kind of like but they're also not getting paid by Instagram to be on
0: Instagram Bravo's paying them to be on Bravo
2: I think it should work yeah more like any other advertiser where you're paying maybe for a spot. But I don't think that... Like, Bravo should not have a stake or a percentage in the actual business. That's crazy to me that that was ever a thing. Like, to have ownership in a brand just because it was on... It was happened while they were filming. No, 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 no. But I understand that you have to treat it like any other ad spot, right? Like any other business who would want a spotlight on the show. But then
0: would you have Bethany... Pay to be on a have to have Skinny Girl on an episode of Roni, because that's how it would work to get to be it, on the show. You'd have to pay to advertise.
1: Yeah, businesses are summer house to is free start, advertisement though. for
0: Lover Boy all season long. Yeah. So to yeah, me, it's like then the stake the brand is kind of you're getting free ad space for a whole season every season.
1: I feel like it's just still so determinant on that person the capital they have their ability to like run a successful business that mm-hmm. yeah the show is a huge boost but i'm like Kyle Cook was and Summer House was not big enough to like fully launch lover boy like mm-hmm.
0: but he had nothing but failed businesses before Summer House
1: that is true but i don't know i just i'm like i don't even think you should for an ad spot I think it's like you're living your life you're an enterprising person so you're going to be putting your business on the show and Bravo can keep it in or cut it out I you know I don't know I guess if you wanted a guaranteed ad spot you could pay but I don't I think it's weird I'm team but the business is part of your life if you want to take advantage of being on TV to promote your business do it I don't think anyone deserves a stake in it if you're only about your business and it's boring, they they don't need to bring you back next season. You yeah, because it's
2: not like you know, thinking about the new Roni, right? Like, um, with Erin being a realtor, like that's yeah. her job, and they showed her at her workplace. But Bravo doesn't have a stake in that business, right? Because and it was I,
0: existent in existence before she was on the totally, show. Totally, totally. To me, if you launch a business on the show, I don't. It's a. I don't know. I'm a little. I'm not. I would like to see the actual language to know how intense it is, but I'm not as far anti as Julia is. I just, there's a little bit of a like, you're only doing this and can only do this and probably will only succeed at this because you're on the show and we're paying you to be on the show. We're paying you to start a brand and we're paying you to be like, to get success through it because you're already getting paid to be on the show.
2: What? I don't know, but they're but the, the like I said, Instagram they have to start doesn't these pay you brands, Though the reason they have to start these businesses is because they don't have if they're to not making. The reason that they have to oh, start I see these businesses mean. and brands is because they don't get paid enough to continue the lifestyle that these shows want them to live. So it's also like, okay, if you like, it just feels a little greedy for Bravo to be like, yeah, give like because you launched it. It's like feeling very like Daddy Warbucks almost, like <laughs> well, it's our platform that you launched it on, and therefore like you know, it's very Shark Tank almost. It's like I, I don't know, it, it's still not their IP. It's just because they have cameras on them but it again
1: like julia yes I, I mean they life. all could also
0: keep their day jobs but they don't
1: but i i don't so. know i it's so also individual but i'm just like so many of ramona's businesses like can you name any of them are they right. successful exactly like, what are those we yeah. know sonia's aren't and like <laughs> ramona Pino grigio come on yeah i'm like bethany's was hugely successful but she was yeah she was hustling and then yeah. she really broke in like via the show like That's kind of a clear narrative. A lot of these other women, like, I think Kristen had a nail polish, you know? Mm -hmm. Uba's got her hot sauce, but that was, you know, presumably already existing, but certainly could get a huge bump from the show. But I wouldn't say Uba owes Bravo any money. I'm kind of like...
0: I don't think they would make Uba pay any money for an existing brand.
1: I'm trying to think of an of a yeah of just an example that's not skinny girl and see if i feel differently about
0: it loverboys i think the only other other biggest brand sewing down south
1: um, <laughs> oh sewing down <laughs> south those yeah right which felt like such a good
2: plot line that's the other thing i'm like what would these people be doing if they weren't able to talk about their jobs and brands like when you say they could have kept their day job it's like keep working at sir making like you know seven dollars an hour plus tips like. Yeah, but I mean, how many old. times
0: has it, to Julia's point, how many times has it been pointed out that Ramona only sold 500 cases of Ramona Pinot Grigio? How many of these brands have not actually made them any money at all? Yeah,
2: but exactly. But like, you don't want them to try.
0: I don't give a shit. I don't no. like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care either way. Like I said, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate, even though the devil doesn't need an advocate. Like, I just <laughs> am saying, I don't totally, I'm. I'm not totally anti this because- yes they're they're getting a major fucking boost it's in all of this it is it, it definitely, it's definitely it's super interesting.
2: I think I'd have to see like the numbers like like of what they are charging other advertisers versus like the stake, the percentage and stuff that they would have in these. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like to your point Tina of like well if the percentage of the company is equal to like this free advertising space then it might be worth it. It might be right. worth like Bravo having a stake cuz then they will actually cuz they the don't brand. their ad
0: budget doesn't have to go elsewhere.
2: And and they won't cut the scenes short because they have a stake in it, right? So then there's also that weird
0: kind of, like, uh, logic to it. I don't know. And like I said, I want to see the fine print. You know, some of the, from what I can recall from some of the contracts I've seen, I do believe that usually their ownership ends after a certain, like, term of time. Like, it's like, to this Mm. point, we own a piece of whatever you benefit from, from the series, whatever business you build. And then I think it ends. Um, But I am referring to competition shows I'm familiar with. I don't know what the deals look like. So the fine print is absolutely key here. I would like to understand how big a stake it really is. Because like you said, Delaney, if the money makes sense and it's free advertising for more hours than any, most brands could afford to pay for and Bethany can—I mean that skin, Skinny Girl is everywhere. Lover Boy is everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and those are probably the two best business people we've seen. I mean, Bethany was on The Apprentice before she got on Roni, so they yeah. knew how good a businesswoman she was. So, yeah. anyways, we've belabored this point, but what an interesting thing! Because look at how like divisive it can be. So I totally. imagine if I'm even if I'm even a little thinking the way the network thinks, I mean, they're fucked on this one. <laughs> yeah you know I, like yeah. it's it's a big one and it's a lot it's a shit ton of money to lose out on for the yeah. network uh, while while they're busy shelling out $5,000 for all the seasons that have already aired per <laughs> talent jesus Oof. yeah all right last two points okay yeah so talent shall receive percentage of proceeds from ancillary merch from the gross 5% if solo act 2.5% if ensemble
1: i listen and maybe I'm, maybe I'm a hypocrite here, but I'm like, yeah, if you say not well, bitch. The line, yeah. <laughs> and then Bravo is making bank off of not well, bitch, that that's a totally hypothetical example. I mean, Dorinda said that, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. that's This is hypothetical. I'm like, yeah, Dorinda should get a cut. That's what I think.
0: I'm not opposed to that. Sure. I'm curious also, though, I assume more people buy merch from the talent than from... I do like, agree. Now there's so much merch made by talent themselves, whereas once upon a time it was mostly Bravo manufacturing. There's such an easy ability to make merch now that yeah. they still yeah. get to see a lot of the benefit of that stuff too. Um, but I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to this one. Yeah, I wonder if it's like BravoCon, like adjacent. You know, like, I'm sure. Like there's because even that's what Kristen Doty's comment on it was was like, oh, but let's talk about BravoCon. Right. So I'm curious what the payment and all that is for appearances like that and everything probably chump change and then you look at all the merch and the money being made by the machine around you and i'm sure that is a dark moment of realization yeah Yeah. and then the last piece is for other properties for example youtube talent should receive percentage of the gross so for those clips that exist on youtube Because her feeling is they got to benefit from my divorce by playing old clips of me and Jason, by like all this stuff. They get to benefit from having the library of my likeness for all time. Even though it's the case for Scripted, too. They get to use all that clips. I don't think that
2: Scripted is asking for this.
0: I don't think so. I think her feeling is it's mm -mm. my real life, not a fake character I played. And so now you get to benefit, share old footage with news sources and like almost like an out, my life is out of my own control at this point. But that gets complicated with people owning your likeness. That
2: is so complicated because it, it's also like they own the footage too. Exactly. So not, like yeah, So exactly. it's not even likeness as much as it's You're like, right. Yeah. That becomes really I don't know. That's that's one that I go that that feels like one that they she's probably not even that married to, but like mm-hmm. a, something to push for um, so that you do get like a, a substantial residual percentage. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, if you're not going to give us the YouTube or whatever, then you better come through with the residuals. Because, again, I just think promotional content on other at like, because then what does that mean, like, for the commercials that they're paying for to place on other, you know what I mean? Like, right. then that gets, right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know.
0: It's very <sighs> complicated. Very complicated. It's also probably a whole other part of the company that makes money. Like, it's a different div- division a little bit, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, like digital promotions. Yeah, exactly. So those are roughly what she's stating. I realize we got into a lot of nitty gritty there. Oh,
1: we can't help it. We can't it's help interesting it. interesting stuff. It's and important. A lot of this, I'm sorry, it goes into a larger conversation that I think about all the time, especially with the rise of AI and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how much of ourselves do we actually own? And mm-hmm. if you're going on a reality show, what Percentage are you inherently sacrificing? Like right. we are all documented all the time. We're wow. documented on people's ring doorbell cameras. I know. Right. I was like, how much? Is, how, what the? What are the residuals? Apple's
0: paying us on our image from, <laughs> from our, yeah. our face ID.
1: <laughs> yes, like various apps that shall remain nameless are selling the crap out of our data. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just like, and that's what the scripted side is also considering in their negotiations mm-hmm. like the implications of ai and people retaining their own likeness, and i think that is part of this conversation too but it is certainly complicated and yes. it doesn't have much of a precedent and mm-hmm. what i'll also
0: point out is that much of these points are just about compensation right yeah so but uh, another thing that is talked about uh in the broader conversation like there's a set of love is blind contestants that have brought a lawsuit forward against netflix for for the conditions under which the show was produced yeah so there's also just sort of like some morality conversations that need to happen about legally what what protections can people on reality shows get like they've talked about not being able to go to the bathroom or not being able to drink or getting pumped with with wine and alcohol to behave differently. So I think those are big conversations that need to be discussed as well. And they're not necessarily within this part of Bethany's conversation. Bethany just wants everyone to be paid. Fairly for kind of what what they're putting on the line um, yeah, for these shows, which other, I think is fair. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a whole
2: other like ethics and morals of producing reality TV that does need to be addressed. And also, I do think though it stems from a larger problem that we've already discussed about how reality TV budgets are small compared to scripted. Mm-hmm. Like actors on sets are typically being treated with, like, extreme care. Uh, typically. I know that there's definitely yes, some horror yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that as a blanket statement. But from having worked on a very limited, like, uh, scripted project... It was like talents on set. We are treating them with white gloves and like this is we are Mm -hmm. handling them so carefully versus reality TV where your crew is making pennies, right? You're being asked to um, kind of complete impossible tasks with very limited time. And therefore, the talent is treated a lot more like like cattle herd, like you're hurting people you're hurting contestants you're hurting these cast members like even you know i worked on drag race we treated them very well but still they're like locked in a hotel room without phones like there are things that we have to like produce around to keep story afloat and also keep within budget and time frame which is also just Mm -hmm. comparatively to our scripted brothers and sisters in arms its just, it's like, it's like apples and rocket ships truly like of worlds. Like it's just, you can't even mm -hmm. compare. So for the love is blind, you know, lawsuit, it's super sad. And I also just, I can see it very clearly happening because you have to, you make a promise to these networks of high drama of twists and turns and you have to deliver on that. And if people, you know, like aren't are acting normal then you have to then tweak circumstances which is so fucked right like nobody i don't think anyone goes into this job going ha! how can i manipulate no. people
1: right you're th- that's a great point it's a true trickle down and it's like a true the what is the expression the snake rots at the head or, like, something nasty like that. oh yeah. Not the... Yeah. The, Not me, the yeah. fish. Some of <laughs> the
0: truth. I don't know. We'll Google we that it. later. We get it, yeah. Basically,
1: it it comes from having very high-demand, quick timeline. Yeah, it's capitalism at the end of the day. Yeah, there's that mandate, and then that trickles on down throughout, throughout leadership, throughout the crew, and then throughout your, like, you know most uh entry level members and it's sad it's sad yeah it is (laughs) because nobody wants to go into that environment and disrespect people but you kind of get worn down in a lot of these situations and that's just what happens yeah there's just a lot of backing into corners
2: I think and it all like you said it comes from the top like it really does Mm -hmm. if it's not the executives pushing for something it's the network pushing for something Um, and that's where you get like crazy edits right that's where you get like franken bites where it's you can tell the audio has been clipped from multiple sentences to make a new sentence that no one ever really said um, just to make the story happen and keep moving and like if I don't know I just think if reality producer were given enough time and like fair wages that yeah. they would mm-hmm. be able to create story
0: without res- without abusing the cast and yes. crew along the way right and that delaney great point because that broadens the re- what bethany's not talking about is that there should be a union for the people who work on exactly oh yeah and so you're right the conditions there are no standards there for those conditions. So that needs to be a conversation Cause that the only way that trickle down gets affected is if there's protections for the people who are working on these shows as well as the talent they're handling. Um, yeah, so exactly. The conversation is even bigger than this. The talent conversation is certainly important. Um, I'm still distracted by the, the brand thing. <laughs> like my brain keeps wandering. Um, but I, yes, this is all the ethical yeah. conversation is a big one
2: it is but um, quick shout out to the below deck crew mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. made the news the other week because they handled this really intense situation on board with the crew really well I think uh, basically what happened was the bo'sun who's the head of the of the deck team department um, had been flirting with one of the the um, stewardesses stewardesses thank you i was like stewards um stewardesses they so he had been flirting with one of the stewardesses basically from day one and on the first night out he was a little pushy in a way that was kind of like red flag um Mm, but nothing crazy after the second or third charter the crew go out they have fun they're drinking and they all come back to the boat absolutely wasted and um this bosun is clearly flirting with one of the stewardesses but Asia, who's the chief stew kind of clocks this and is like this girl is way too drunk like like not really that verbal cannot really walk straight clearly like needs to just go to bed so Aisha puts her to bed and is like, hey, here's some water. You know, you, you know, you don't want to go into the hot tub with everyone else, right? And she was like, no, no, I just want to sleep. So then Aisha, there's like a fire alarm on the boat, which is like the craziest episode. Those are a crazy episode. So anyway, she gets distracted. All of a sudden you see the bosun come down and he's also very drunk. He comes into her room and starts basically, he has a towel on. And he starts crawling into bed with the stewardess. And the producer basically has to step in and say, hey, 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 no way. You got to get out. You got to get out. She said no. And he's in bed. He's saying, do you want me to go? Do you want me to stay? Like, are, are you like he's like trying to talk her into saying like, yes, it's OK if he stays. She's like mumbling. She, she's not forming real. She just goes, oh, I want to go to sleep. She literally says, I want to go to sleep. And he goes, we're good. We're good. And he gets off the bunk. He's naked. And he's trying to close the door on production. And so then these producers are banging on the door saying, you can't get out. Get out right now. She said no. He finally opens the door and he's like, you're a bunch of dicks or whatever, whatever. And he storms out. And then he goes to bed. Aisha comes back because she hears all this banging and yelling and gets the download from the producers and she goes, tells the captain and the captain kicks him off like within the hour. He is off the boat. Um, And it was just amazing to see production step in and such like I just was thinking back to like our MTV Rewind episode where we talked Mm. about all of these like toxic shows. And I think like back then the cameras just would have kept rolling in a way that like would have made us all sick, you know. Um, Mm. And just to be at this point where, again, it's like the bare minimum of human decency to step up in a situation like this, but it still does need to be like praised And applauded.
1: And also, so this is also interesting, especially on a show like Below Deck, because before we started recording, Delaney pointed out, you do see producers on some other shows. You occasionally see them on Real Housewives. You occasionally see someone maybe remove a mic pack and maybe address production. The way Below Deck is made is there is like an auxiliary boat that follows the charter yacht and then there is a room on the yacht that is control a control center for the production crew the production crew is instructed not to interfere with the boat crew (laughs) a lot of crews going on they don't really produce below deck the way they produce other shows they have a lot of rules where they're like you can't put headphones in if you're a boat crew member like they they do things to kind of aid their interactions, but they do not. They do not produce below deck the way they produce other shows because yeah. these people are already trapped on a boat, and this is what would be happening, cameras there or not. Like crazy stuff's gonna happen because. Yeah. It's a so like, small spaces even when, you just
0: can't have additional bodies
2: no it's no. so tight quarters and it would be like the way that vanderpump rules followed the waiters they never followed like the interaction with customers right but right. on a boat that's all there is right like mm-hmm. so so they really like producers cannot get
1: involved because it's a business no. in that way you exactly know? and there's so many safety protocols on a boat also if you're wondering how we know this there was a new york times article <laughs> that goes very in-depth you can look it up you can read it for. Your yourself it's a great read maybe I'll link it super Um, interesting yeah so but all that to say it's like there's there's journalism there's documentary there's unscripted there are kind of different ethical standards and practices for each in journalism it's like a different conversation when do you interfere like when do you not documentary that's a different conversation in unscripted though like you have I mean I would say you absolutely have to keep the Mm -hmm. safety of your employees (laughs) intact in this type of situation and thank goodness they did and I agree with you on that too Delaney that might not have always been the way that that went
0: yeah yeah it's not a given because like you pointed out Julia that in the documentary world usually intervention is pretty frowned upon it is really like truly capture authentically what's occurring as if what what would have gone down would go down whether you were there or not. Mm -hmm. However, as we know, with the level of producing that occurs on Unscripted, I think we are everyone is more beholden to stepping in in a bigger way because they're probably being like, yeah, drink, get drunk. Now you're responsible for how drunk that person is. Exactly. And how far this goes. And, And regardless, I think if a crime seems like it is about to occur... Yeah, you should intervene no matter what you're doing. But it do- documentary does get tough. Like that line gets real messy. But I do think this it this was absolutely the right choice made, and it could yeah. have gone really differently.
2: But it's even like you know when you say like a crime's about to be committed, it's uh, like the fights that happen like on on these shows. Like sometimes crews intervene and sometimes they don't. You know, like yeah. Jax you know, Taylor starting a fight, yeah.
0: like you know, and throwing yeah, punches. violence between like, men really doesn't get torn up in the same way. No. Um, But we've not seen, I mean, listen, that was a weird one. But yeah, it's, listen, I don't know that I think production should be intervening in like a Ron and Sam fight when it's very much a domestic situation until somebody starts swinging. And, or, or it looks like they're in each other's faces enough to be pulled away. I think you gotta be like on the verge of physicality in most situations for that intervention to be appropriate but it got real close plenty of times, if not too far on, on Jersey Shore. It yeah, shouldn't have yeah. had to always be Mike holding Ronnie back. You yeah. know, like there should have I been some help.
1: That is the interesting. I think one of the Love Is Blind um, participants was like, well, I had to quit my job to be on the show. Now I cannot get a job. Or like he maybe, sorry, I don't think he quit his job, but he got fired from his job. He's this being on the show like impacted his hireability which i point out to say that like this is they've been having their cake and eating it too in Mm. some ways these Mm -hmm. networks because Mm -hmm. i'm like these people can't always maintain a normal life can't always maintain a day job and deliver on these shows what the network is looking for exactly low deck aside because that's a different thing Mm -hmm. but it is like yeah, so we're gonna ask them to give us everything to give us drama to get in knockdown dragout fights, just short of physical violence, but then we are not going to provide them enough safety, enough financial compensation in order to make this their full time thing. So then we leave kind of a trail of ruined people potentially. Right. Yeah.
2: It's. Uh, it is really tricky because like. You know, there's, there's like, t- two sides of my brain arguing yeah. with each other, and one is, like, the one who loves reality TV and loves the drama and wants to see people being toxic as hell and, like, lives for that kind of, like, gross horrible like verbal abuse that like housewives spit at each other and the other part of me is like this like deeply feeling empath where it's like this should all stop we need to make it stop like why are they you know like why are not we intervening they shouldn't even be yelling at each other and it's like you need conflict you need you need a problem you need people to be crazy a little bit but there also needs to be some guardrails and i just think that I don't know what the right answer is to balance it out to still make good compelling tv by letting people again be their authentic selves i also think that the narrative that all of reality tv is scripted is also like so such a lie um i think there's parts of it like again they'll ask housewives to like reshoot something if they like missed a line or something but they are not giving these women lines to read you know um and so i think I don't know, I just, I keep going back and forth about, like, how do we save the genre that we love so much, and how do we treat these humans with the utmost respect, but also get the best stories.
1: And I think that kind of takes us into... Yes, I
0: was going to say, let's use a real-life example. <laughs> let's yeah. just go right into a real-life example that is compl- as com- perhaps as
1: complicated as it gets. Before we jump into that, we're going to take a little intermission in the form of this episode's over. So go <laughs> ahead and tune into part two. For a continued discussion and deep dive on all things Rachel, Bethany, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. See you at part two. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.